Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a very interesting show for you today. We actually are preempting the show that we were going to do for you because of an article that just came out on Inman News Features called Lawsuit Accuses Realtor.com of Defrauding Agents. And so what Julie and I are going to do is we're going to uh, read you part of this article today, and we're then also going to comment on it because the fact is, is this is something um, that all agents, especially new agents, because agents that have been in the business for a little while, you guys know better at this point than to buy buyer leads, but all agents you know, in the future need to know about this. And yesterday we had, I don't know, 17,000 of you listen to yesterday's show alone within like a couple hours of the show being released. And I know we have an opportunity to save just countless agents from all the pain and frustration that goes from buying buyer leads. So on today's show, we're going to be drilling down using Inman's own research on why buying buyer leads from Realtor.com, from Zillow, from all these other companies is an absolutely silly thing to do in your business if you're serious about long-term ever-increasing success. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here on this very chilly in Texas, though I'm sure it pales in comparison to much of the rest of the country. Uh, it's a great time to be listening to the podcast and getting your focus on. I'm looking forward to talking about this article with you because it is very interesting. I think a lot of agents had, you know, interesting experiences and maybe their own suspicions, but this uh, is based on an Inman interview. So looking forward to that. And before we get to that, I've got an email and a little bit of shout outs on Facebook when you're ready. Sure. Just make sure that the shout outs on Facebook are not customer service so that they have the widest no, benefit, no, no. right? And, yeah. And I'll, you know what, Julie, I'm going to hop over to Amazon because we had some really good new reviews on the book too. Oh, good idea. So Julie, please, mm-hmm. please do read the Facebook comments. All right. So uh, from Jennifer Marie, she has an accountability post. She says, I want to say that I have called 43 expireds today told myself I wanted at least two valid leads for my birthday. I got one and nearly choked. <laughs> so here's to the next one happening by tonight. I'm uh, making up for the mojo of not working earlier for this week for some reason. Anyway, uh, so then she goes on to talk with some of our other um, members about scripts and things of that nature. So this is all good. And then from Ileana Fleischman in New York, uh, she writes, 2018 will be my best year ever. Two closings so far and have been prospecting relentlessly since December. I am working it into existence. I love that she said that because we had to discuss briefly uh, yesterday about, you know, the whole secret phenomenon. And if you think about it, it'll come. She says, I'm working it into existence. Love that from Ileana. Uh, let's too. see. I think that that's, those are my quick shout outs. Of course, there's a few referrals sitting there for our private coaching members. So catch those. You guys know who you are. And uh, an email from 
One of my really great premier coaching members, her name is Janice Stevens. She writes, Julie and Tim, I'd like to thank you both for your continued support as we enter the new year and share with you the impact you have had on my career. After starting real estate in June of 2017, I quickly realized that the learning curve was much greater than I had ever anticipated, and if I was going to get a grasp on this business quickly, I needed help. I stumbled upon your podcast and was immediately impacted and started to fill my knowledge gaps. It didn't take long after listening to figure out that your practical and tactical approach to successful real estate career is exactly what I needed to move forward. Uh, in a short time, I've gained the skills, confidence, and resources to move me towards a successful career with unlimited earning potential. And it goes on, but basically she closes by saying, I'd like to share with you that I've taken the last month off to go to Australia and New Zealand. Now, I know this statement has raised an eyebrow or two, but I share this because I believe with your coaching program, I am better able to define my level of success and know that I have all the personal and external resources I need to accomplish my goals. This newfound knowledge is both empowering and rewarding. I look forward to jumping back into the coaching calls and podcasts and getting good sleep through the night after the jet lag and hearing both of your high-energy, positive, and supportive voices, wishing you both and Zoe a healthy and prosperous 2018. And we wish you the same, Janice Stevens, especially upon your return. Hope you have a fantastic time on your travels. Back to you, Tim. And Janice, to your particular point, the only reason our eyebrows were raised was because we want to go to Australia and New Zealand too. <laughs> and because we are Indeed. envious and jealous of your world travels. Julie and I curbed our world traveling when little Zoe came into our lives four years ago. But we are uh, now that she's, you know, housebroken and, <laughs> and much better behaved. We're <laughs> Yes, we're considering reentry into international travel for fun. So you're encouraging us. And you did hit the nail on the head when you said, uh, you know, basically, I know how much money I have to earn to uh, accomplish what I want to accomplish in life and not have real estate night sweats or worry about money, all the rest of it. That is the point in being in business yourself. So you can actually have some resemblance of control of what you want your life experience to be like. So, yes, I can tell you completed your real estate treasure map. And, hey, if you want to – we've had coaching clients, true story. That if, I'll tell you guys a, a, true, a true coaching client. I had a coaching client named Howard in Hawaii. Um, that he basically would only have me coach him for maybe the first quarter or two per year. Why? Because his goal, the first quarter or two per year, was to take enough listings, and it wasn't that many because he had a really great average sale price, and then he would basically put his, his business on autopilot, have an admin run it, and he just traveled the world. If I remember correctly, he, showed his, uh, he had some sort of award-winning dog or something, and he would literally travel the world and his customers, his you know, sellers didn't know he was traveling. And if something came in where he was needed, you know, cell phones work. But that was his life. That's how he chose for it to be. Now, how did he get to that point? Because he had his house paid off, because he had money in the bank, because he did what he didn't want to do when he didn't want to do it for a while to the point where he was essentially financially independent and the money he would earn in the first, you know, six months or maybe only four months of the year would go to basically support his lifestyle for the rest of the year. What the hell's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing, you know, so that's the reason that you have to be looking at your business as what it truly is. It's your essentially your ATM machine to fund the life of your dreams. So, Julie, um, Facebook, I had. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Facebook, Facebook, where are you? Oh, Amazon. Sorry. OK, Amazon. Here it is. A fun a review. I like the short ones. Blown away. Five stars. Absolutely just hits every spot on the head, especially for a newbie like myself. No BS. Straight to the point just like I need it, a must read. And that's from Jen Marie. Thank you, Jen Marie. And uh, Jeremy Oles, who is even giving a quicker five-star review, uh, a quick must read. That's good. I think Julie read this one. I'm not sure. Alexander Olson, um, 
five stars. Uh, I read Harris uh, reviews. I'm sorry. I read Harris rules after coming across their podcast midway through two, uh, fourth quarter. The advice and coaching only adds motivation to manage your time and perform at the highest level. The book echoes the energy and practical advice given away from Tim and Julie every day on the podcast. I'm going to TFW. TFW listener stands for total effing war. I did not swear. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. TFW for, for the best year of my life, uh, best year ever in 2018. Thanks, Tim and Julie. Um, and thank you, Alex Olson, and a lot of other really great five star reviews. If you guys have not picked up Harris Rules over on Amazon, I strongly encourage you to do that as soon as possible. You can get the Kindle version, you can get the hardcover version, softcover version, uh, audible book version. Um, I personally would get the audible version just because I like to listen to books. I'm looking forward to listening to two books this weekend. So you guys should definitely, definitely lock that in because this time of year, if you're new to listening to us, I know probably at this point, 30% of you are listening now are new to listening to us. The book is the backbone for basically everything you want to accomplish in your business and dare I say your personal life. All right, Julie and I came across this article. I honestly salute Inman for having the rocks to publish this because Inman is... Uh, advertising dependent and their sponsors will not like them uh, refuting the idea of buying buyer leads. Um, so I just want to put it out there that I have respect for Brad Inman in the organization that he puts on. A lot of you guys think they're biased towards the tech companies, though they do have a, a tendency towards bias towards the tech companies. I have never once seen Inman pull punches when it comes to basically doing what's right for real estate agents. Okay. And so until proven otherwise, I and Julie and everyone who works for us are advocates of Inman News. Just want to put that out there. So, Brad, if you're listening, thank you for publishing this article. So, Julie, let's read this article to the listeners. And, yeah. guys, this is not behind their paywall, so I'm not, you know, let's just be clear. This is a public-facing article. And, Jules, let me look at it real quick so, I can add, so we can pick it up at the, at the part where it's, uh, I think, most interesting for our listeners. Hold on. All right. Where are we? Okay. Da, da, da. Okay, Julie, so could you pick up the part where it says, according to the complaint, Bobic, you see it? After the uh, after I, the title, yeah. so many lines. I'm, I'm gonna do yeah. the yeah, I'm gonna do the the very top intro just so they know who how all these no, well, is connected. Well, well, we got that. it. We, Jules, we we got it. Just Julie, okay. we got it. Just Being just read, just read after so okay. many lines. Right. Right. So, so just read there and then yeah. we'll and then we'll we'll dissect it. Okay. And I'm just gonna read starting there. You interrupt me when you're ready to jump in, okay? Okay, so it says, so many lies. According to the complaint, Bobic, this is this guy's name, was employed at Move as an account executive starting in September 2014. His compensation, quote, relied very heavily on commissions, and his duties included, quote, making 100 calls a day and meeting monthly sales quotas. Okay, nothing so strange about that. But it goes on to say, in an interview with Inman, Bobic said that he sold lead packages by zip code to agents paying to advertise on Realtor.com. A few months into the job, he became aware of practices he described as, quote, unethical and fraudulent. He said, there are so many lies told over the telephone to get real estate agents to pay for these leads. Oh, we'll make up for the bad ones. You won't get rentals. You won't get timeshares. If you do, we'll take care of them. Yeah, right, Bobbick said. In a given lead package, half the leads promised to agents turn out to be bogus leads, according to Bobbick. Uh, there's a lot of fake names. There's a lot of homeowners just inquiring. There's a lot of scammers trying to sell their wares. He said, before signing up, sales reps tell agents, quote, no problem. If you get any of those, we'll make it up at the back end of your contract to make sure you get what you're paying for. That's false. Bobbick also alleged move sales reps told agents they were not entering into a contract when they were, 
that they could cancel the service at any time, which they couldn't, and that the leads that they got would, be, would not be shared with any other agents, which they were. In addition, Bobbick says that if agents canceled a credit card after being unhappy with the leads, Realtor.com provided for a particular zip code, Move's Vice President of Sales, Leo J, would instruct Move sales reps to continue charging the agent for the underperforming zip code using another credit card the agent had on file without the agent's permission. Allegations against Realtor.com similar to Bobbick's appear on the online business ratings and reviews website, SiteJabber.com. Of the 432 reviews, nearly two-thirds, which is 273, are one-star reviews, many complaining of low-quality leads and alleging the site's lead program is a, quote, scam. Real estate agents are being taken advantage of every day at Realtor.com, Bobbick said. Would you like to pause there and get into this, or do you want me to keep reading? Well, so you guys get the gist of it. That's the reason Julie didn't need to read the details. So this is a former pissed-off employee of Realtor.com, and he's suing, um, you know, Homestock, or he's suing uh, Realtor.com. You guys get the gist of it. And so the most important aspects of what Julie just read to you were the were the business practices, were the nature of the leads, and and that's what I wanted to talk about. I want to start out by saying, and I'm going to approach this in a way that probably most of you will be surprised. All buyer, all buyer leads on, on the internet, for the most part, are garbage leads. It, it doesn't, Realtor.com, I mean, I'm going to set aside the allegations he made about the credit card stuff and about the other contract stuff. I'm going to set all that stuff aside because I don't really care. I mean, that's between, you know, that's a lawyer's thing. What I'm going to focus on is I'm going to focus on a specific comment about the quality of the leads. And this is what matters. You know, Julie and I are real estate coaches. So this is where, this is where the rubber meets the road. The reason that bought buyer leads suck nowadays, and they don't just suck from Realtor.com, they suck from all sources, even buyer leads that you try to generate yourself, is because it's oversaturated. That's it. And there's been studies done, not just by Julie and I, but by just droves of different people that have proven, to totally 100% validated, that most bought buyer leads, buyer leads you get from even you know Facebook uh, ads that you run, are garbage leads. I'm not saying anything bad about the person or then blah, 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 blah. Let's not make this a feelings conversation. I'm just saying of the you know leads that you buy from one of these portals, how many of them actually end up closing with you in like the next 12 months? It's virtually none. Now, statistically, that hasn't always been the case. So I want to make that really clear. Julie and I, when we sold real estate back in the early to mid 90s, when the internet first came out in <laughs> 90s, what, six or five? You know, that's when we bought TimAndJulieHarris.com. Realtor.com came online, I think, the late 90s. And we were advertising. We were essentially, uh, you know, buying leads from Realtor.com. But it worked, and it worked. It really, really worked. Why? Because nobody else was doing it. Our competitors weren't aware of it. So when, you know, anyone came to any of our zip codes, and, and we got a lot of listings. We got, well, I'm not going to say a lot, but we generated business from it. But it only it took about doing. a year. It was worth doing that. It was. It was worth doing. It wasn't oversaturated. There weren't 15,000 people chasing the same buyer. Now, it's all completely changed. And any great, any idea that starts as that great idea, which basically Realtor.com uh, was the grandfather, in essence, to Zillow. And Zillow, frankly, took uh, Realtor.com's idea and made it a lot better. And uh, they're doing the same thing. So what happens now is you have all these portals. It's not just those two big guys, too. You know, uh, there's just tons and tons of companies right now that are running ads online, trying to get buyers to click so they can then sell those leads to agents. And yes, they sell those leads to multiple agents. But what the experience is, I want you guys to think about this because you've experienced this yourself. 
So this is, I, I know I'm taking a stance. You guys probably thought Julie and I were going to, you know, basically throw uh, realtor.com on the coals and we're not. What we're going to do is throw you on the coals for thinking that it's something that it's not. And after we inform you what this really truly is, then you are now making informed decisions as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur. So you have realistic expectations of what you're going to experience. Again, we're just addressing the quality of the leads issue because that's really all that matters to you, listener, or to you, reader of this Inman article, right? So when there are, again, you're a buyer, you decide you're going to go search for homes. Without getting into the explanation of how it works, pretty much everyone, Google, Facebook, everyone, every site you visit is going to know you're in the house looking business. You're looking for a home. They're going to then follow ads. Those ads, you're going to pop on other websites. You're going to pop on realtor websites. You're going to be found out on uh, you know, Facebook that you're looking for a home. You're going to fill out another opt-in form. You're then all of a sudden going to have, without really even consciously thinking about it, between your mobile device and you're sitting at home with your glass of wine, looking for homes at night, you're going to all of a sudden have, you know, without even realizing it, have given your information to maybe five or six or 10 different websites because you wanted whatever it is that they were trying to ethically bribe you to give them. Housing information, new listing information, all different crafty ways of getting you to give over your information. Secret list of homes for sale, right? You guys with me on this? So that, that one buyer, has given their information away to countless different websites. And those countless different websites are all selling that information back to realtors. That's how they make their money. You know, so Zillow has their premier program, Realtor has whatever they're calling their program, everybody else has their other programs. And there are so many companies that came around since really 2006 and seven, who are only in the business of generating buyer leads. All their buyer quality has gone to shit because it's oversaturated, because of what exactly I've just described to you. And if you think about it, it just makes sense because there is no one place where people go to get housing information. There's countless places. And as long as it remains like that, which it will, you know, you're going to have a constant problem with the quality of the buyer leads going to hell. So for those of you who bought buyer leads, say back in 07, when Zillow started selling buyer leads, I remember very clearly being on a coaching call with a gal named Alicia, and she was one of the first buyers of uh, buyer leads, and she lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And she was like, I cannot believe the Zillow thing. They're letting me put my name next to listings that are not mine. And I'm getting that listing agents and that they weren't even, you know, they're different brokers listings. And I'm getting buyer leads from that agent you know, that should have gone to that agent. How is this even right? How, you know, she kept on doing it and she got some business and it worked for her for like a year. And then it became oversaturated for all the reasons I've just described to you. So if you guys want to know the meat and potatoes, why buying buyer leads doesn't work, it's not because we have some moral or ethical issue with it. Hell, if you can get business from it, do it. Why not? Of course, you're an entrepreneur, but you can't because it doesn't work anymore. That's it. That's the whole, we have no specific reason why you can't. You know, yes, we're all about proactive lead generation. And yes, we do our best to try to get you guys to not spend money on things that are stupid. But at the end of the day, if you come across something in your marketplace, you might live in some place in Alaska. And nobody else is basically buying leads up in no place, Alaska. And Alaska in this no place, Alaska is having a housing boom for some reason. And you're the only one that's advertising on Zillow. You are going to probably do quite well, but that's not the case, is it guys? That's not how it works anymore. So as long as that remains true, that it's oversaturated, buying buyer leads is just going to be for the silly, uneducated agents who don't know any better, who want to have the experience of frustration until they come across our podcast or happen to talk to one of you who've made the mistake in the past, 
when we're telling them the truth. Okay, so there it is. So this accusation that uh, Bobic makes against Realtor.com, I've heard similar, and so have you guys. Accusations made against Zillow, against all these portals. You know, again, setting aside the illegal allegations about what they were doing with credit cards and contracts and promises they were making to agents. I've heard all of that before. You guys have heard all of that before. And now that the information is thoroughly out there, you, it's not just coming from us that these leads are crappy quality. Everybody knows these leads are crappy quality. And if you still make the decision to spend your money on crappy quality leads after you've been exposed to the truth, I mean, that's on you. You can't blame anybody at all when that doesn't work out for you. And so this you know, trickles into the lead follow-up. You know, the, the drip campaigns that so many of you guys are seduced by. Oh, hold on now. We never promised you as they that these leads are going to be rock star closing 30 day leads. These are leads that you have to nurture. You have to put them in your long term lead follow up drip campaign. You know, that's what they tell you. Well, guess what? That same person that's in your drip campaign is in 10 other drip campaigns getting dripped on by 10 other agents. Sounds disgusting, doesn't it? <laughs> and so at the end of the Ew. day, what happens is this, what happens is the same thing. Nothing happens. And now not only have you wasted your money buying the lead in the first place, now you've wasted your money, your time, and your hopes and your ambition, hoping that that person getting dripped on is going to somehow magically reach out to you. It doesn't happen. Okay? It was a good idea. It's not a good idea now. Don't do it. We're the world of all the top producing agents we coach that we know. What they're doing is the anti-digital approach to real estate. They're swinging away from... So again, be clear, Facebook ads worked five years ago. Um, the heyday of Facebook real estate ads was maybe three years ago. The heyday of Zillow advertising was probably 11 years ago. Heyday of Realtor.com advertising was probably, I don't know, more than that, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. So all these things have their life cycle, and then basically it becomes oversaturated. But the one thing that can never become oversaturated, and the reason that we do the things the way we do them, Despite the fact that, frankly, if Julie and I were to kiss the butts of the portals, if we were to all of a sudden ask, you know, start being proponents of these lead buying services, don't you think that they would be thrilled with that and they would start throwing money at us to do live events so we could sell more of their product? Guys, look, who are our competitors? Some of you know, some of you don't. Well, I'll tell you, they all are promoting these lead buying services. Why are they promoting lead buying services? Because they're getting paid by the lead buying services. I don't want to be in anybody's pocket like that, and I don't want anybody in my pocket because I always want to be able to tell you guys the truth. If I'm receiving large sums of money from, say, Bank One, or I'm sorry, Bank of America, or if I'm receiving large sums of money from, say, Zillow every year to do live events, and I know that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing on, for agents, and I know what they're doing is not going to be the best thing for you, and yet I'm being paid to promote those companies, do you see that as a conflict of interest? If my interest is truly for agents, if my interest is truly in being of service to real estate agents, don't you guys see how that's a conflict of interest? So, Julie, as I have a sip of my coffee, what are you thinking? Well, I think that there is also pressure from the people who you are hoping to buy or sell with you because now that this has all been out there for a really long time, the public is on to kind of this whole game, right? You had said not on uh, one of the podcasts not too long ago that when we look for rental property, you never call whoever is showing up next to the listing because you know it's not the listing agent. So that's one version of it. One of my common questions in the premier class is give me an objection handler 
for when I get a Zillow or Realtor.com or other kind of internet lead call, where their first question, the first question the caller has is, are you the listing agent? Okay. There is no objection handler to that other than lying. There's no magic sauce to that. The fact that you're getting that question so frequently that it's become a problem for you indicates the public is not falling for that, you know, drill anymore. I don't know how else to say cover it. There. But, uh, Joel, there, cover there. But there's no objection handler for that. You just have to lie, okay, so, which we're not a proponent so, of. <laughs> so literally what Julie is saying is the essence of why what they're, when you basically hop on Realtor.com and Zillow and you see the sponsored agent that's up on the left-hand section uh, for that listing, uh, sellers, or I'm sorry, buyers know that that's not the listing agent. You guys know that when you call them back, and to Julie's point, and you have to do the fancy white lie two-step, answering why you're not the listing agent and why you're calling them back, because most of these buyers are going to be astute enough to kind of quickly figure out that you're not the actual listing agent. You guys are already operating, starting your relationship on a white lie or a lie, depending on your perspective. Just, just a fact, Jack. And from the buyer's perspective, you've experienced this yourself. And Julie and I, you know, you guys are given at are given uh, articles. I'm sorry, scripts from Realtor.com and from Zillow, from other places that are designed to basically overcome the objection of Are you the listing agent? You, they know it's a problem, and it is a problem. But really, here's the essence of it. If you're going to have a long-term real estate practice that's built on you being of service to other people, that's built on you feeling proud of what you do, do you really want that in your life? Do you really want to have that overhanging the start of all your relationships, having to basically overcome that little oddity? So here's the other thing I hear a lot, and Julie hears this as well. I think I, you know, I, my sellers are pressuring me to put ads on all these different portals and whatever, whatever. And I know that you guys are sold into being on Zillow, for example, because your sellers expect it and the exposure and all that. Well, here's the real truth about uh, listings. There has never been a single, and anyone who wants to argue with this, I'll have you on the podcast. There's never been a single study that's ever been done that's shown that more exposure to a house for sale results in a higher sale price or a shorter time for sale. In other words, having the house on a bunch of different uh, you know, websites does not increase the value or does not decrease the time on the market. Does that surprise you? Well, think about it. Why would it? Everybody syndicates to everybody else. If you just put your listing on, uh, uh, sorry, the MLS, the MLS is going to put the listing on Realtor.com. Now, Realtor.com is going to sell that listing to another agent to say that they, you know, so then, you know, your listing base, you won't get your buyer leads off uh, Realtor.com. So what some people are doing, and we've interviewed people like this, is they're not putting their listings when they're brand new on the MOS at all. They're doing, they've done their own private MOSs. They've, they've connected with top agents in their marketplaces, and they're basically just exposing their new listings to the other top agents in the marketplace. So it's not difficult to find out who the top agents are. You can get, if you know how to work your MOS, you can go to your MLS and just search out to see who the top buyer's agents are and the top listing agents. Email those people. You can get their emails. That's easy enough. Or call them. And then ask if they want to be part of a private network where you basically will start sharing with them your new listings and vice versa. You guys will double in tons and tons of listings. But what you'll really do is you'll start working with real true professionals. You'll, what you'll really start doing is doing a better job for your sellers. I want you to think about this for a second. If you're having to overcome the objection from a seller or think you may, of why isn't my house on all these different websites or why aren't you doing the you know featured benefits 15 star you know balloons coming out of the you know website 
uh, listing, in other words, getting you to spend money on one of these portals to feature your listing, here's the simple objection. Mr. Seller, here's the challenge. When you have your listing on all these different websites, and, and then you can show them pictures, or you can just take them to different websites. Do you see that little picture up there that appears? Okay, now here it is on Zillow. So, you know, here it is on Realtor.com. Here it is on all these other little smaller sites. Do you see how those are different agents? So what's happening is these uh, sites, Mr. Seller, they're actually selling advertising to that agent. And that agent then is somehow going to fool the seller or fool the potential buyers into thinking they're the listing agents. Now, here's the problem, Mr. Seller. That doesn't do anything to increase the sale price of your house, nor does it do anything to increase or decrease the time on the market. But what it does do is it dramatically increases the uh, confusion on behalf of the potential buyers. Why? Because the buyers want to speak to the listing agent in this market. And when the buyer's agent gets hold of an agent who's you know, trying to con their way into having the buyer believe that they're the listing agent for that particular house, what then happens is that buyer's agent probably is going to be less motivated to sell your listing, Mr. Seller, versus, say, a listing of their brokers or their own personal listing. So they're going to use that buyer probably and flip that buyer to another listing where they're going to get paid more money hypothetically. Now, these are all things of and this is how the business really works. You guys know that's true. So when I you know, had that actual call, Tim, I, I, before you and I decided to ban you know, calling the non-agent when we're looking for property, I actually had a call like that where the agent said, the first thing he said, instead of you know, uh, anticipating the are you the listing agent question, the first thing he said was, that's already in contract. Let me tell you about this house, which was probably going to be his listing. And I knew for a fact, having researched before I called, that it absolutely was not pending. Okay, It was 100% active. But he lied out of the get-go to get me off of that property onto something he wanted to sell instead. Real world. So that, that is the reason that you guys are foolish, given what the information you have access to, given that you know that buying buyer leads is an exercise in futility, to buy buyer leads. It just, that's the bottom line. The, there's the, it, it's decided. There are no real, at this point, there's no reason to believe that you will be the one in a billion agents that gets lucky buying buyer leads. Now, it is possible that you can buy a buyer lead and hit a home run. But here's the moral of the story. When you act like that, when you behave like that, you never have a business. You're no longer truly working for yourself. You are dependent on somebody selling you a lead for the rest of your career. Guys, that's insane. Why would you want to do that? You'll never have any freedom. Okay, so I interviewed a, a fantastic agent yesterday. You guys should listen to that podcast. And here's the, one of the takeaways that I got from that interview. He doesn't buy buyer leads. He never bought buyer leads. He stopped and started his business in different markets at different times. And, and what was the moral of the story? He was always able to become a top producer in his marketplace because he knew how to generate his own business. Isn't that the business you guys want? Why are you even struggling in your heads for a millisecond thinking that you can buy your way to success? Give up on the idea that there's an easy button. You're just going to piss away another year. You're going to give away your opportunity. You're going to be a year older or a year from now, and you're going to say, I haven't moved the needle in my business or personal life at all. At the heart of it is because you did not accept the fact that long-term ever-increasing success is always been and always will be about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Buying buyer leads is an exercise in futility. Much of the things that are being taught to real estate agents that basically are trying to fool you guys into thinking that you don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, those things don't work because 
all kinds of reasons, but the essence of the reason that they don't work is because everyone's trying to do them because th very few people are willing to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level. That's the reason, and this is kind of an irony here, that's the reason that being successful is easier than you think as long as you're willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level because so few people will are willing to do it. Nine out of 10 people are going to be seduced by the idea of buying a buyer lead. And I get it. I understand why. You guys are going to fool yourselves into thinking your time is more valuable than learning how to prospect or learning how to lead generate or learning how to lead qualify or learning how to do lead follow-up or learning how to actually be a professional salesperson. You're going to fool yourself into thinking that it's more efficient use of my time to go and buy leads. It's not. That's just you being lazy. Straight up. That's what it is. So listen, guys, I have to wrap. I have to get another conference call. I hope this helped all of you. I hope I'm worried mostly about those of you who are new in the business who've never been exposed to the truth. We just fire hosed you with a whole bunch of truth. <laughs> Hopefully you appreciate it. Hopefully you can do something with it. Hopefully you can make smart business decisions so that a year from now you've had your best year ever. And then you know what? You'll be sending us an email saying thank you. And I always appreciate those. So listen, if there's anything we can do for you, remember free coaching calls for agents.com free coaching calls for agents.com, or you can email Julie Iyer directly, Tim at Tim and Julie Harris.com or Julie at Tim and Julie, Julie at Tim and Julie Harris.com. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Or, or by the way, you can listen to our replay of all of our pod, podcasts, thousands of podcasts that live happily over on iTunes, on Stitcher, or of course, Tim and Julie Harris.com. Just go to our pod, uh, podcast section. You can pick whatever you want to learn um, anytime, 24 seven, no matter what the weather is. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.